1: What is going on ladies and gentlemen before we get started with this episode of the podcast I am excited to announce that this new episode is going to be presented by Stay Classy Meats Stay Classy Meats was founded in 2018 out of Bozeman, Montana and they are a small meat company that provides high quality proteins from small batch family ranches and processors in and around the Montana area to consumers all around the United States They offer top quality, nutritious, clean proteins sourced from sustainable environments got to love that they work directly with ranchers that have small herds and they utilize small processors to keep the quality of the meat high the animals live happy no antibiotic no hormone happy lives minimal stress which you know and i know equals better tasting meat animals are finished on site and transported to the processor resulting in low food miles and the nutrient rich meat provides all of the proper nutrition for your body to function like it should efficiently and optimally. Uh, they strive to create a positive social impact in rural communities around Montana to help continue small batch ranching practices. Stay Classy Meats is a direct from the source, 24 7 365 a year online farmer's market. Their website is fantastic. It's mouthwatering. You go on there, you cannot believe the cuts of meat that they're offering, and it's fantastic, and they'll ship it right to your house. They have a la carte boxes, and they have boxes that they go ahead and they sort of... Uh, cater for you you can check out their subscriptions and you when you subscribe you can save on your meat and when you get a box uh you can when you set up the subscription you can set it up at your desired frequency based upon what your meat consumption is me my family we are carnivores to the max uh we consume a lot of meat and really appreciate the high quality that stay classy provides us it's absolutely fantastic guys they are giving us a huge opportunity here when it comes to saving money uh set up a promo code with them it's FIST F I S T FIST and that's going to get you 10% off your entire order now if you go on there and you just order one time you're like "dale I just want to order one time I want to try it" it's going to be 10% off but if you set up a subscription and you use FIST it's 10% off your subscription for the length of your subscription so once you set it up you never have to put it in again you're always going to get that 10% off which is super generous uh, state classy meets fantastic uh, they sponsor elite level athletes all around the world in a myriad of different sports everything from track and field to professional fighters this is the next evolution when it comes to eating clean eating healthy and providing the best possible protein for you your family your barbecue season's right around the corner we got memorial day we got fourth of july we got just grilling for the sake of grilling coming up. It is that time of the year. People talk about sundress season. It is barbecue season. Let's get after it. Go to stayclassymeats.com, guys. Use promo code FIST. Check them out on social media. Uh, we're going to start posting a lot more stuff on our social media with them. Check them out, and without further ado, we'll get cracking into the episode where we break down UFC Fort Lauderdale. Again, com. promo code FIST for 10% off. Appreciate you guys. Enjoy the show. And now... Ladies and gentlemen, live from coast of the Carolinas, by way of Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania, this is the moment sports betting fans around the world have been waiting for.
2: It's time! Introducing the Fistful of...
1: Podcast. What is going on, guys? You are tuned in to the newest edition of the Fistful Cash Podcast. As always, I am your host, Dale Liban, and here with the co-hostess with the mostest.
2: Soup, what is going on, my man? Uh, nothing much. Just sitting here watching the draft. NFL season is officially upon us for you know NFL freaks like me. So uh, the offseason's over, the short two-and-a-half months that it was. But uh, Kyler Murray first overall, Nick Bosa second overall, as expected. And the Jets are on the clock. And Schefter just tweeted out the Jets are looking to trade out. So it'll be interesting. Um, Steelers are talking about moving up. Um, I know the Packers were talking about moving up. I'm going to stay up till about 2.30 to see New England pick at 32, just to watch them trade it for six hoagies and a seventh round pick. (laughs) Um, But yeah, uh, it's, it's draft, you know, I'm, I'm excited to see where some of these guys fall, but uh, nothing really, you know, is what it is. We're back. Took a week off. You were up here. We got to go see a sweep. Yeah. Not the sweep we wanted, but we saw a sweep.
1: So it's it was not that. the sweep we wanted, but the sweep we deserved, I guess. <laughs>
2: oh
1: God. Well, it is what it is, man. I can't, we can't do anything about it, but we did have a good time and we went to uh, the casino afterwards for a little bit. So that was fun too. Yep. Um, got to experience the rivers. I have not been to the rivers casino since it's been uh, established in the Pittsburgh area. I was gone before it went up. This was my first time there. Um, I was both, Impressed and underwhelmed all at the same time, if that makes sense.
2: Well, then again, Um, it was a Tuesday night, so.
1: Also true. Well, I mean, I didn't didn't expect to go in there and have it be like
2: casino with De
1: Niro or anything like that. But uh, I guess just, it was a Pittsburgh casino. I think if I look at it through the lens of like, this is what a casino in Pittsburgh would look like, I should be extremely uh, impressed by what was there. So. It was good, though. We had fun. And you know what? We didn't go to uh, I guess we didn't go to make a bunch of money and 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 do anything other than just what we accomplished, which was drink a couple beers, hang out, laugh, have a good time, Uh, you know, met up with new friends and old friends and just just had a blast. So it was a good night start to finish. And uh, I will say this of this is my first live hockey event that I've been to. There's not much out there that rivals playoff hockey in, a, in an environment like or maybe a city like Pittsburgh. It might be different in a, in a different city or whatever. But uh, Penn's hockey playoff, man, that was, that was intense, very, very intense. Uh, and, you know, I thought that whenever they scored, you know, what was that, like two minutes into the game, man, I thought the roof was literally going to collapse. Um, absolutely crazy. So I had fun. I had a lot of fun. Yeah.
2: It would have been a lot better if it was like a, you know, two to one series, not three Oh, but like you said, even, even at a three (laughs) Oh facing a sweep with the odds against you, only five teams ever coming back from down three, nothing in an NHL playoff series, the crowd was still there. It was electric. It it, it's a great sports town. Uh, It's there's times where I wish I was a Steelers fan because Pittsburgh fans are great. But I just can't be. There's just no way around it. (laughs) It just is what it is. But yeah, we got a we got a lot going on this weekend. UFC Fort Lauderdale, second round of NHL playoffs are in effect, which is an absolute mess right now with the teams that are still left. And NBA playoffs, Um, first round is winding down. Dame Dalla, thank you. You're the man, dude. Dude. My man, ice cold, savage cold-blooded game winner in nba history
1: yeah i mean it's just he knew
2: he knew from the second he touched that ball he was shooting it from 39 feet like there's no ifs ands or buts about it
1: yeah yeah i mean it really was the only thing that the, the only thing that even rivals it is like kobe's uh, top of the key where he's sort of floating to the side, and he crushes it, and then turns around and just does the slow fist, the f- slow fist pump as he walks back to the bench. That's about... talking
2: Kobe from right to left, top of the key, the bank against yeah. the Miami Heat. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, oh yeah, <laughs>
1: yeah. Because uh. he did the same thing. He just turned around and just was like, "It's over with." Like just, mm, I mean, just, whew. yeah. Uh, you know, not to take anything away from Dame, but that was a uh, that was. Mamba mentality, reincarnate, uh, you know, just absolutely wild, man. And I said it it to you, and, you know, those that watched it will pick up on it as well. That subtle first little head fake he does is what makes that play because it got Paul George off his feet just that fraction of a second earlier that made his wingspan a non-factor for that Mm -hmm. shot. And, I mean, just, that's, dude, such a high... Basketball IQ play because if you're Paul George, you can't not jump at that fake just in case that is when he's elevating. So you have to make the play, and he just man, just ice cold, absolutely ice cold, very ooh yeah. ooh chills just thinking about it.
2: Between this, so from eleven o'clock until one thirty on Tuesday night was the best two and a half hours of sports I've ever watched in my life between. Portland erasing that 17 point deficit to come back and win that game and then game 7 of the sharks versus knights vegas going up 3 nothing then with was it 11 20 left uh, a controversial 5 minute major definitely shouldn't have been a 5 minute major but you know watching it live I can understand why they called it that regardless the sharks go on a 5 minute power play and score four goals in 4 minutes and 1 seconds And then Vegas ties it with the goalie pulled with 32 seconds left. And then it goes into OT for the second game in a row. And the Sharks were able to dangle in between all five five skaters on the ice for the Knights with a minute left in the first overtime and hit a nice little backhand. It was just that it was unbelievable, those two hours. I mean, I was flicking back and forth between Portland and San Jose to the point where I got out of bed Went downstairs, turned one on the TV, and pulled the other one up on the laptop, knowing <laughs> I had to be at work in four hours. But I had to watch the end of both of them, and it was right. it was fantastic.
1: Yeah, it was it was definitely definitely a good night for sports. All right, so I guess we could start with UFC Fort Lauderdale, and then uh, get into a little some, some NBA predictions uh, as we as we wrap things up. So, fun fact. UFC Fort Lauderdale, Fort Lauderdale. First place I ever got a tattoo, man. Yeah. You're
2: you're with uh, the Chinese symbol that nobody (laughs) really knew the actual meaning of. Yeah.
1: (laughs) First first tattoo ever, baby. And that dude carved that into me with like a fork and just some ketchup. I mean, golly, you know, being as heavily tattooed as I am now realizing what I sat through as, as a 17 year old kid, uh, there to just dude, the guy just murdered me, man. Just absolutely carved me up. Um, it's still like, I'm feeling it right now. It's just, abs- it's just straight scar, just absolute scar tissue. Um, so yeah, Fort Lauderdale has a, a near and dear, uh, you know, little, little piece of my heart. Also, also fun fact, um, our, uh, our guardian, uh, <laughs> took, took me, and a buddy of ours uh and just walked in like we just walked into a strip club and just act like we were supposed to be there in the middle of the day like so the middle of the day he thinks it's a good idea to take us into a strip club and then just act like we belong we sat down at the uh like around the stage and we were there for all of about 38 seconds and this dude comes up and puts his hands on both of our shoulders and like uh let's see some ids there boys <laughs> That <laughs> kicks us out. Uh but to hear him say he's like, oh dude, they, they're never dude it's it's Tuesday, dude. They're not gonna they're not gonna ask for IDs on a Tuesday at lunch. And uh sure enough, that was the very first thing they did. So <laughs> So You know, Fort Lauderdale. It's just the city yeah. where dreams come true. Uh strip club lunch buffets and uh really bad tattoos. So I I've got I've got I've I've had nothing but good experiences there, and I'm expecting Another good experience coming out of UFC Fort Lauderdale. Main event for this is Ronaldo Jacare Souza coming in against Jack the Joker Hermanson. Uh, but let's start with the bottom of the the main card and work our way up. Kicking things off Thomas Gifford versus Roosevelt Roberts. And Hey dude, guess what? You're never going to believe this. I don't know anything about either one of these guys. Um, Roosevelt Roberts coming in at a minus 400 to Thomas Gifford at plus 300, and I'm gonna say the odds makers got this one right because I don't know anything about these dudes. Uh, Roberts is seven and zero. Gifford's coming back at 17 and seven. He's obviously got a little bit of a experience differential there. However, uh, with this much stuff, man, I just can't even. I, I have nothing. I, you know, looking up Roosevelt Roberts, he fought in Bellator, uh, but I don't remember the fight. So I've, I got nothing, man. I got nothing for this fight other than say odds makers probably got it right. Unless you got some sort of inside. No, okay.
2: <laughs> no. Okay. All, right. All right.
1: So anticlimactic as that is the rest of the card. I got plenty to say about next fight. John Lineker versus Corey Sandhagen, man, is this going to be a banger of a fight? Um, Sandhagen coming in at 10 and one Lineker at 31 and eight and then the odds uh, coming in that Lineker is a minus 150 favorite. Sanhagen, plus 120. You got anything to say about these?
2: I like Corey um, I It depends. If, the, if this turns out to just stand there and throw hands, obviously Lineker is going to win this fight. But I think Sanhagen will be able to use his reach and his wrestling ability to win this fight. I hope he does.
1: Um, say He has had this very weird penchant since he – Got to the UFC about like wanting to just stand and bang with people. And John Lineker is a guy that he cannot stand and bang with because mm-hmm. Lineker has turned the lights out power. Um, but I think that there's excellent value here at Sandhagen at, at, at plus 120 because I think that he can put a pace on Lineker that Lineker can't keep up with as long as he doesn't get touched while he's doing it. Um, however, you know, if you go back and you look at the Sand at San, uh, Sandhagen's fight against uh, Yuri Alcantara, you know he was in all kinds of trouble there for a long time, and then was able to flip the script on him and, and get that win. in, you know, in the second round, but I think that if I think if Lineker can touch him the way he's he's hit people in the past, Sandhagen's going night night. And I mean, I think that's not to take anything away from Sandhagen. I just think that nobody at that size, you know, fighting at 145 pounds or 135 pounds even is going to take Lineker's power. I just don't see how they do it. Um, He's just, he has one punch, turn the lights out power, but I like Sanhagen at plus plus one hundred and twenty here as well. I think that's good value on him. So, plus I think, I think, you know, you're going to see a marked difference in experience with Lineker, you know, having what's going to be his 40th pro fight where Sanhagen's sitting at 11 Uh, Mm and, Lineker's got much deeper, higher level competition. So the, I will say this, the only caveat to that point that I just made is Lineker lost a very, very, very unanimous decision to TJ Dillashaw where he got beat very badly. And, uh, Sandhagen does a lot of like what Dominic Cruz and TJ Dillashaw do with like their funky foot movement and, you know, fake, fake with the jab, come with the high kick kind of stuff. Um, There is a possibility once the time comes and the the odds come out, I'd be anxious to see what the over-under on rounds is for this and then maybe what Sandhagen inside the distance looks like because I think that he might be able to get Lineker out of there. So just something to keep an eye on as the lines come out. Uh, But unless you have anything else with that, the next fight, light heavyweight action, Eon Kutalaba versus Glover Teixeira. Dude, what a banger of a fight this is.
2: Yeah, I'm waiting for the odds to come out on the rounds. Um, I'm I'm assuming it's probably going to be one and a half. Yep. But if it's a, if it's at two and a half, you have to go under two and yeah. a half in this yes. without question.
1: Yeah, and you know, right now they have it almost at a variable pick. Them is at minus one ten, and To share is coming in at minus one twenty. I I want to caution people with going with To share on this because the share did not look good against Carl Roberson. Initially, and then Roberson showed, you know, his his ultimate weakness there. But uh Kutalaba is not going to make that same mistake. That this dude is probably the most intense guy in the UFC. I don't know if there's anybody that's more intense than he is. Um, I don't anticipate this fight making it out of the first round. It's either going to be to share inside the distance or Kutalaba inside the distance. I'm leaning towards Kutilaba just based off of power and you know, just based, he is just a wrecking ball, man. He really is. Um, Kutalaba's record sitting at 14 and 3, share at 28 and 7. Uh, I, I think Teixeira's chin's going, and I think if Kutalaba can put hands on him, it doesn't even have to be flush. He's going to get him out of there in a hurry. But over under on rounds is probably going to be at one and a half. I think you nailed that dead on, and under is going to be the safe play. But I like Kutalaba at minus 110. What are you thinking as far as just winner goes?
2: No, I'm with you with Kutalaba. I think that's a good play.
1: Any dude that paints his body, his entire body green for the weigh-in, is a little bit off.
2: Yeah, yeah he's, he's not just, right. He's not
1: all there. He's not playing with a full deck. All right. Oh, dude, your favorite
2: fighter ever, Mike mm-hmm. Perry. Platinum, Mike Perry for the dub as a dog. <laughs> Let's get it.
1: Mike Perry taking <laughs> on Alex Oliveira. Oliveira sitting at twenty-six and one. Mike Perry. 12-4 and four, said he just signed a nice new deal, getting paid a lot more money, very happy with the UFC, sitting there, like you said, as a dog, coming in at plus 150, Alex Oliveira coming back minus 185. So you think Platinum Mike Perry's getting it done?
2: Uh, I mean, I don't know. I, I, <laughs> I'll i tell you, if it's even third round, I don't think Platinum Mike Perry's going to win this fight. I think that it's going to be an absolute brawl. And I think Perry's going to have to put him to sleep.
1: I definitely think that the 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 recipe on how to beat Mike Perry's out there, and that you got to wrestle him, and then you got to take him down, and then once he's on the ground, he's super easy to submit. So I think even like the rudimentary jujitsu skills of Alex Oliveira will be enough to best Mike Perry. Now, what concerns me with a play on Oliveira here is his penchant for wanting to make fan-friendly fights and if he goes out there and tries to put on a fan-friendly fight with Mike Perry he will lose and he will lose in glorious bloody fashion um I you know what I like Mike Perry as a dog here I think I think I'm gonna take him I really do I think I think Alex Oliver will not be able to resist going out there and trying to trade hands with Mike Perry at least initially At least initially. And if Mike Perry can stuff, like, say, the first takedown, Alex Oliveira will say, all right, we'll just throw hands here. We'll just throw – because if you look at it like this, if you're looking at um, Alex Oliveira's last four fights, he's won two, lost two. But he lost to Yancey Medeiros via TKO. Then he beat Carlos Condit. Then he beat Carlo Pedasoli. And then he lost to Gunnar Nelson. So what he doesn't – it's not like he's on the verge of getting cut. I mean, he's a fan favorite. He goes out there. He puts on a show every single time, and uh, I, I think that he's got everything to gain here in this fight by going out and putting on a fan a, a fan friendly affair with uh, with Mike Perry, and then doing so, I think he's going to get himself slept. I'm going with Mike Perry here, man. I like I like him as a dog. I really do.
2: Not to interrupt the UFC that we're covering, yeah. but the Raiders promised a surprise pick at four. Oh, and gosh. damn it, the John Gruden he oh, delivered, man. Oh no! Don't get me wrong, Cullen Farrell from from Clemson is a damn good defensive end. Dude, are you but serious? You go there over Josh Allen and over Ed Oliver. <laughs> John Gruden's wild, man. What a what a maniac! That's oh it. my god, that's I, back that's to UFC Fort Lauderdale. Just John Gruden doing John Gruden things. Cullen Farrell going number four overall.
1: And now everybody underneath Oakland is scrambling because they didn't realize who was going to be available because of that, that, that wildness. Oh my gosh.
2: Tampa Bay's they're confused out of their mind. They're like, okay, we thought we were taking Josh Allen here, but now do we go, do we go with that Oliver? Like why is that Oliver here at five? God, he's unbelievable.
1: (laughs) But here's the thing that you shoot your shot. And if it, if you hit, dude, you look like a genius. And then if you don't, I mean, I mean, he's okay with play. He's okay with being labeled a, a crazy person or an idiot. He's okay with that. He's comfortable with it. So if you're like that and you don't care, I mean, shoot your shot, dude. Shoot your shot. I guess. Wow. That's not uh, that. Yeah, you're right. He promised wild and that is exactly it or surprise rather. All right. We're going to breeze through this quickly because I hate giving this guy any sort of airtime anywhere co-main event, even though it does not deserve to be there. I still don't understand. Dude, I, their inability to address the fact of why this dude's getting a push is remarkable to me. But co-main event slot here, Greg Hardy versus Dmitry Smolikov. And they gave Greg Hardy a much more winnable fight here. Uh, Smolikov's coming off two losses in a row. Got knocked out by Cyril Asker, who is not known as a puncher. Um, th- this dude is not in my opinion, is not a UFC-level talent, and he's taking on another guy that has no business being in the UFC, Greg Hardy. Um, if you care at all, you know, what's your prediction for this fight? Greg Hardy, I'm sorry, he's coming in minus 335. Smolikov's coming, off, coming in at plus 255.
2: I'm taking Smolikov just because I refuse to root for Greg Hardy. It's hundred percent. I mean, and Smolikov is a master of sport and freestyle wrestling. Cool. If you can get him down to the ground and you can lay on him for three rounds, I'm cool with that. Just yeah, I'm more than likely we're gonna see a Greg Hardy knockout in the first round, but I'm going Smolikov. I'm not I'm not rooting for him. And yeah. remind me, we're gonna talk about Tyreek Hill as well at the end of the show. Um yeah. speaking of woman beaters and piece of shit he'd be taken out and shot with the dog um yep. yeah smolikov
1: yeah so i, I again I, I i if you're asking for a pick as far as like who do i actually think is going to win the fight it's probably going to be greg hardy just because smolikov going to be there to get hit but i will never actually bet money on greg hardy uh to win a fight so therefore i might throw like a little wild parlay together and s- throw smolikov uh, Perry and like Sandhagen or something like that together just to see what it lands at. But I, 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 my recommendation is avoid this fight unless you feel like being wild with a little, with a half unit play or a unit play on Smolikov, but um, I would just avoid it. But anyway, main event, Jacare Souza. Jack Hermanson stepping in last minute here Uh, was supposed to be Yoel Romero. So Jacare 26 and six Hermanson's on quite a tear 19 and four Going to be a doozy of a fight, man. Super excited. Jacare minus 225, which I think he's overpriced at, and Hermanson coming at at plus 175. What do you you think here?
2: I want to take Jacare, but I don't want to take him at a minus 220. Um, Probably Jacare inside the distance, or Jacare by TKO. I mean, that's the most likely outcome here, right? I mean... Jockeray by knockout in the second round, maybe something crazy like that. That's probably where I'd go with it.
1: My thing with Jockeray is while he is on a streak, he is, he has not looked good in his fights. Um, before catching Chris Weidman last fight, he was getting beat up bad. He's getting beat up bad. Um, lost that split decision to Kelvin Gastelum. Uh, you know, and before that, you know, well, he, beat, he beat Derek Brunson by uh, head kick knockout, and that, that is what it is. But, you know, he got pieced up by Robert Whittaker. Um, you know, dude, I, I don't know. He just has not looked like the Jacare of old. He's 39 years old. And I've said it time and time again, I really believe that high-level elite wrestling negates jiu And if it comes to... The ability to get the fight to the ground and, and and establish position, I think Hermanson's the dude to do it, man. And at plus one seventy five, it's hard for me to say no there. I really like the way that that value's coming in at. I'd be anxious to see what the rounds are at. I'd say three point three and a half in. Uh, I, I say if it's three and a half, I'd play the under. Um, if you think Hermanson's going to win. Uh, if it's three and a half, and you think Jacare is going to win, I would play the over. Is what I is sort of what, I, what where I'd go with that. Um, but should be a good fight. Uh, as far as just uh, picking a winner, I'm going with the underdog again. Man, I like I like Hermanson. I like him. He's on a tear. He's young. He's hungry, mm-hmm. uh, and Jacare hasn't looked good. I know I, yeah. it's, it's crazy to bet against Jacare, but he dude he did not look good against Chris Weidman. He did not look good until that and. and, and until the end of round three, you know, he just didn't didn't look good. And But here's the thing, though, is Array and Mike Perry are fighting out of the same gym. So maybe it's one of those things where you make your play, and then if Mike Perry gets beat, you hedge with Jacare. I don't know. But we've seen this sort of cascade effect uh, lately, most recently with the last Australia card where every one of the Australian dudes lost. Um Mark Hunt, uh, uh, Ty Tuivasa, Tyson Pedro, and Jake Matthews all getting beat. Um, it's brutal, brutal. And then with the uh, uh, the Russia card, even you know it was just just wild, man. Um, but yeah, so I, I think maybe that there's a little bit of a hedge opportunity there. But three, three and a half. If you think Hermanson's going to win, go below. If you think Jacques Ray is going to win, go over. I like it ending inside the distance though, no matter who you're going with, whenever that comes out. But I'll be personally playing Hermanson on that one. Um, worth mentioning your boy, uh, another dude that kind of looks like you a little bit, if I'm being honest. Yeah. Okay. You guys are similar, dude. You got a
2: little bit of, a little
1: bit of something, you know, the serial killer himself, the the Canadian psycho, Rory McDonald taking on uh known cheater and steroid abuser, John Fitch, Rory McDonald coming at minus 400. John Fitch plus 300. Do you see any value anywhere in that fight whatsoever? Is it
2: 0% a- chance Rory McDonald's going to fu- wipe the fucking mat with him. Okay. <laughs> All right. <laughs> uh, yeah. Here's okay. one for you. So okay. Going back on this main card, we went five dogs. Did we really? Sandhagen, Kudalaba, Perry, not Greg Hardy, and... Hermanson, the last time that we went all five dogs, and I remember this because I played every single one of them, UFC 226, Cormier versus Stipe, and all five dogs won on the main card because Cormier beat Stipe, Stipe, Derek Lewis beat Ngannou, Mike Perry beat Paul Felder, Anthony Pettis beat Michael Chiesa, and Khalil Roundtree beat Gokan That was the last time we went all five dogs and all oh. five dogs hit let's get it fucking going. Let's go two in a row, dude. Where's that? <laughs> let's get going. Hey, let's try like
1: trends. I like the I dude, I like that. You're a stat machine like that. Cause I didn't know that I watched so many fights and pick so many of them, dude. I don't. I can't even keep track of that stuff, but yeah. All right, cool. Hey man, that's great. Hopefully we go. Listen, what you say that, but now this might be the time where like just fade us and we go. Oh, and five, you never know. No, I like trends. Trends are trends. Five and 0 we're going to go 10 and zero when we do all dogs. I like it. Um, and Rory McDonald is going to murder John Fitch. Um, yeah. All right. So that's it. As far as UFC goes, there will be a, uh, a full card breakdown on Instagram like always. So be sure to check that out. Uh, Obviously we're in a big bounce back spot as I like to say, and we've got some you know the NBA landscape has changed dramatically since the last time we had a show soup. So what are you seeing what what's trending what's going on right now as far as the NBA is going what what can we look for and uh, you know what what should we have our eye on moving forward?
2: So I like um, obviously the only two matchups that are set right now are the Bucks celtics which I think is going to be a really fun series to watch. I'm not that confident in the Celtics winning that series. Um, like I said, I, I'm taking the Bucks out of the East, and I'm sticking with that. Um, damn it! So the Giants just took Daniel Jones. Oh, my God. I was hoping New England would trade up and take him, but Giants took Daniel Jones at six. So Ed Oliver is still out there at seven for the Jaguars. Um, back to the NBA. Um, Sixers-Raptors. I like the Sixers to win the series at a plus 210. Um, I'm a big Joel Embiid guy. Uh, I think he's, we talked about this the other day, in comparison to like another sport, he's like an Evgeny Malkin. One of the most talented players, but doesn't really look like he's trying all the time. But uh, I think against the Raptors, I think you're going to see a different Embiid because I really think that they're going to channel in Jimmy Butler is going to be off, you know, back from his little scuffle suspension with Jared Dudley. So I like the Sixers a plus two ten in that series. I don't believe in Toronto just as a city or a basketball team, and I don't believe in Cal- I Listen, they what do they do? Nothing. They get to the playoffs, best record in the NBA, you know, best record in the East. Whatever they do, year in and year out, and they choke. I get it's against LeBron always, but the East is deep this year. It's a very and they struggled with with the magic a couple games, like really struggled. Um, so that's concerning to me. Kyle Lowry sucks. Um, <laughs> easy, easy. <laughs> yeah. Sixers plus two ten. Um, Right now I've got money on Denver. They're playing the Spurs. They're up three, but I'm waiting for the West uh, matchups to be set. We'll make some more plays, but the East is set. West is not, Um. Yeah. I mean, there's a lot of good value in the NHL. If I just pick a team, they might win the cup. Right. Who knows? I mean, Boston has to be the favorite coming out of the East right now. Um, and out of the West, uh, San Jose, I guess, or St. Louis. I don't know. It's the NHL is so wacky. Right. It's it's so wacky right now. But, yeah, I mean, that's just – I love playoffs, man. It's it's so unpredictable. It's not as unpredictable as this NFL draft because, like, the Buccaneers, they didn't take Ed Oliver or Josh Allen. They took Devin White, the linebacker from LSU. So, I just – I've – maybe the Pats will get Ed Oliver at 32.
1: Maybe. I mean, he really could (laughs) drop down. I mean, people (laughs) must really be uh, questioning his character uh, and – with the culture, good segue into the, what you want to talk about with Tyree kill, but you know, with the culture shifting a lot towards, um, you know, behavior both on and off the field and just uh, dynamics as a person, uh, you can see a guy like Ed Oliver slip a little bit. So what, what, what did you have to add with the uh, Tyree kill thing?
2: What a scumbag. So the audio came out and First of all, he's beating a three-year-old with a belt. I haven't heard any
1: of this, so you're you're, you're yeah, breaking okay, it to okay. me right now. Go ahead.
2: Yeah, here you go. So Tyreek Hill's beating a three-year-old with a belt, mm-hmm. and then looks at I think it's his girlfriend, baby mama. I don't know what I don't know what her title is, but looks at her. She's recording him without him knowing. You know, it's audio recording, and he looks at her and says, "You better be afraid of me too, bitch." Like you've already. He's already gotten in trouble for choking his pregnant girlfriend. Right. Then he's beating a three-year-old with a leather belt, and then he threatens another woman. Like, he's, he's got to be done. Like, the Chiefs, you know, you, you dumped Kareem Hunt instantly, which, good on the Chiefs. I was, like, honestly impressed when they did that. Yes. And then leave it to Cleveland to pick him up before he officially got suspended. So it was like, oh, we got him before he got suspended, whatever. That's a very clear Tyree Kill thing to do, by the way. Yeah, Tyree hill has got to be done in Kansas City, man. There's no way you can keep that around. I don't care how fast he is, right? I don't care if he's a cheetah with cleats on. He's a scumbag. Yeah,
1: yeah. No, you're absolutely right. Yeah, I, I can't. I like I said, you're breaking news to me. I mean, I knew about the allegations. I knew about the you know, but I didn't know that the audio came out. So yeah, that's um, it's a garbage human right there, man. It's a garbage human. Uh, that, that's that's absolutely wild. To end the show on a more positive note, instead of wrapping it up with that, they just announced uh, Sean O'Malley making his comeback UFC 239 against Cheeto Vera. Dude, I'm gonna run down UFC 239 real quick. I don't want to jinx it by doing this, but it this is this might be the most stacked card I've ever seen assembled, and that's saying a lot. I mean, because we watched UFC 100 together, so. I just I I worry whenever they start stacking stuff up like this and I think they do it maybe almost anticipating um almost anticipating injuries if that makes sense that they they know that if they stack it up like this and somebody gets hurt they still have um they still have the option to you know move stuff around speaking of which you know UFC 239 takes place on July 6th
2: yeah uh, yeah you, I'll be there but you'll Not be here at the fight that's right I'll be that's right. I'll be all right
1: all right yeah. cool all right so John Jones taking on Tiago Santos main event co-main Amanda Nunez Holly Holm then Ben Askren versus Jorge Masvidal Junior Dos Santos versus Francis Ngannou Jan Blahovitz versus Luke Rockhold Michael Chiesa versus Diego Sanchez Jack Marshman versus Edmund Shabazian. And then just announced Sean O'Malley versus Cheeto Vera. Dude, what a stacked card. Oh my gosh. I, I just, Oh boy. I don't even know what to do with myself with this. So good. So good. Um, yeah, I got nothing, man. Oh, is that good? I love it. I love it. If you haven't gotten a chance, guys, listen to, uh, jorge masvidal's interview with joe rogan on joe rogan's mma uh our podcast or whatever very insightful did not realize um that masvidal i did it's it's a good insight on how the dude carries himself and stuff like that and he uh definitely one of those dudes that thinks he's the smartest guy in every room he goes into you you, you sort of get that feeling from him but it was a good interview good interview all around but that's all i got man that's all i got
2: Yeah, yeah i nothing else i'm just i'm excited to see um drawing a blank oh um nba playoffs of the west man obviously i don't care who like with the houston's uh, houston's gonna beat the jazz and i do think denver wins this series against the spurs they're down three at half in game six right now if it goes game seven it'll go back to denver i think denver wins that so you're gonna look at Golden State, Houston, Denver, and Portland. Um, <clears throat> and I think, would it be Portland-Houston? Because if it's Portland-Houston, I think yeah, that's going to be so. a hell of a series. Or it'll be Portland-Denver. It doesn't One of matter. I just, the way Dame's playing right now, and the way CJ's playing, and Enos Cantor, Like, Cantor stepped in for Nurkic, and he's playing out of his mind. Um, but if Dame and CJ can play, can both have good games. They are such a tough team to beat because that is such a deadly guard combination to have clicking at the same time. And normally it's like, okay, Dame's got 15 and CJ's got 30 or Dame's got 50 and CJ's got eight. But right now it's like, okay, Dame's got 35 and CJ's got 25. It's just uh, it's a, it's a really scary yeah, combination. Sure. So it'll be interesting. I'm excited to see, see what happens.
1: Yeah. I like it. I like it a lot. All right. So I got guys follow us on social media. If you don't already do so fistful of cash podcast at, uh, on Instagram, if you want to shoot us an email, got any questions about betting at all fistful of cash pod, P O D at, uh, gmail.com. Don't be afraid to take advantage of any and all of our sponsors. And, uh, that's all I got, man. Talk to you guys on social media and I will see everybody next week, man. Uh, good luck this weekend.
2: As always, guys, clear eyes, full fist, can't lose.